On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the Sixers fall to 1-4 after a 10-point defeat to the Toronto Raptors, 119-109. A lot of glaring holes in this one. Keith and I break it down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com and Sixers beat writer, that is Keith Pompey, live from Toronto, site of this uh, tough defeat for the 76ers. What's up, Keith? What's good, man? What's up? Uh, how was Scotiabank Arena? Was it playoff-like? I know you were talking about like a playoff atmosphere. Was it playoff-like or was it just a regular season game feel to it? But they were on top of the Sixers. It was more like, I hate to say it, like when your team is just whipping another team and you're just cheering. But the, the one thing I will say is they when they they were whenever MB would fall down or something or he would have a conversation with another player, it was like they were always booing them and, and, and things like that. It wasn't as hype as it normally is for the playoffs, but it was, it was a loud crowd you know what i mean it just wasn't yeah. playoff like all right well listen it's always tough in there and they have one more on friday to try to uh, split these two first of four games overall for the season first of two for the back-to-back wednesday friday uh it's time for us to break it down but before we do thanks for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day and remember locked on 76 is free and available on all platforms including right here on youtube at locked on 76 as well Keith we need to talk about the defense because that was very glaring in this loss the uh, ball movement also very glaring where it didn't seem like the ball was moving as much they did have a pretty good assist number 29 assists on 40 makes but not good enough and also the trending thing right now in Philadelphia uh, whether we want to talk about it or not after five games it was true during the offseason and it's true right now where Sixer fans are starting to be fed up with head coach Doc Rivers. So we'll talk about that later also. But let's begin with the defense. Uh, Sixers give up 35 points in the first quarter. In the first quarter, the Toronto Raptors, both teams shot 50%, but the Raptors shot 58.3% on seven makes to the Sixers four in the first quarter. Three plus more, three more field goals overall. So you just say those are the ones. But it was also the turnovers there in the first quarter. Four turnovers leading to eight points for the Raptors. Raptors off of the Sixers mistakes keep the defense while they only gave up 119 points it seemed like it could have been much much more yeah it was man it was at, at times it was like they were playing five on zero like you know what I mean doing skeleton drills or whatever I mean it was it, it, it was it was like they got whatever shot they wanted and and like you said they did, they you, really did. You, like like you're talking about they shot they made seven shots talking about the three-pointers they made at one point, they were shooting like they shot seven for 12, but one point it was like seven for 11. I mean, they they made like the game, the telltale of the sign of the telltale sign of the game was they made three wide open three pointers to open up the game. Like, you know what I mean? Are there shots? I'm talking about D. It was kind of like, you know, it looked like 
a, a shooting drill after practice where someone just passed you the ball and nobody's near you, it was kind of bad. And that kind of set the stage right there. Huh? Yeah. The one I remember, the one I remember the most was the Precious Achua one in front of their bench yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Wide open. Had a chance to study it. He uh rose up, drilled it, knocked it down, timeout sixers. He was yeah. wide open. And and here's the thing, D. Like uh, one thing I want to say is like at first we they keep talking about communication. We need to communicate better. We gotta have better effort. They keep saying all that. But I'm looking at it like y'all just don't have the personnel to guard these dudes. I mean, not because that no. not that team. Well, and it seems like also we talk about Boston. We talk about like Milwaukee, their wings just weren't able to get, they just weren't able to make shots. We talk about um, the Spurs, your good Spurs. I wonder if they won last night or not. I'll talking check. About, yeah, please check. <laughs> but, but we're talking about they, the Spurs. They lost last night. Who they lose to? Minnesota on the back. Oh, back. Oh, they, oh, they can't play them again. So yeah. so the thing is, the thing is, it just seems as if, like, they just can't do it. I mean, it's a point in time when you just realize that you're too slow, you're not big enough, and you're not athletic enough to guard people. And it just seems like that's they're becoming more and more the case when they're not playing the Indiana Pacers. Well, we knew that was the case in the postseason last season in that opening matchup, opening round matchup against the Raptors. And while most of us predicted them to win, we knew it would be a long series. Even when you had it at seven, you know, you still thought it would be, you know, a tough series, but the Raptors were good. That's why people felt like they could stretch it out to seven. They got it six. Sixers took care of business against them. And they were clearly the better team, but the athleticism just jumped out at you against the 76ers where they lacked in that category. This is a league right now that is very athletic, on the wing in particular, and they have so many interchangeable pieces that they all look the same from one through 10. They all are six, seven, six, eight, six, nine. Uh, it doesn't matter. And they all understand what their defense is and what they do. And Nick Nurse has them believing in them. The only one, of course, is the, the shorter Fred Van Vliet uh, of the bunch, but everyone else they're 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 6'9". You can go to 6'10", with Chris Boucher. Uh, and, and what he does, Chris uh, Kim Birch comes in. He gives you a few minutes, and he knows his role. And that's the other part, too, Keith. This team knows who they are. They understand who they are. They know their roles. They play within themselves. They play with one another. And as you talk about the defense, with the Sixers defense being seemingly being a step behind on everything, leading to all those open opportunities for – the Toronto Raptors last night that resulted in why things looked so very comfortable for them against this basketball team. It was almost as if they wanted to kind of make up for that postseason game, postseason run last year where the Sixers knocked them out. A little bit of payback early before they see them maybe in in the spring in the playoffs again. It was almost like, hey, let's show you right now that we are not afraid of you at all, and and, and we're going to take you guys down. Uh, they also, with their defense, they seemed like they sped the Sixers up and made them rush into their offensive sets before they even wanted to do things because of how fast they are, getting their hands in different spots, moving very well, the double teams coming quickly to Joel Embiid, cutting off angles for the drivers to get to the basket. All of that stuff, to me, was on full display by the Toronto Raptors' defense as I switched there quickly for their defense on the other side, slowing down the 76ers and not allowing them to run their offense. And Bede, I thought, was good. 
thought he was really good with his 31. He was very efficient, only turned the ball over two times as much as the attention that he got from their defense. Maxie was fantastic with his 31. Keith, he was trying to do everything he could to keep him in the game. And uh, you just had some subpar performances from James Harden. Tobias Harris only shot the ball five times. P.J. Tucker, when he did have shots, didn't make them. And it was just a tough all-around game for this basketball team. And the defense, to your point, as we start things off here, the number one reason why they lost and are now one and four through five games. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, listen, man, we need to talk about now on the other side, the ball movement, or lack thereof, for the Sixers. As mentioned, 29 assists in the game against the Raptors. But the ball seemed to stick a little bit too much in this game. And we know the man who dribbles a lot, James Harden, is part of that. We'll talk to you when we get back right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about prize picks. Let's talk about prize picks. So the thing about prize picks, the thing that I like about prize picks is that, you know, you can download the prize picks app or go to the prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code locked on. If you deposit a hundred dollars, prize picks will give you a hundred dollars. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. The thing about PrizePix that I like about it is it's, you know, it's a daily fantasy. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm making entries made easy. You could do player projections and also, you know, you can uh, select more for less. So I'm telling you, go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code locked on, and get some money. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. For your second listen, please check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We appreciate you checking in with us here on Locked On 76ers now, Keith, you also wanted to talk about the ball movement, lack thereof, from this basketball team, as I mentioned uh, just a little time ago. 29 assists on the evening on 40 made baskets. So not a bad assist to field goals made ratio there, but watching the game, you understand how uh, how important it was for them to move the basketball against this very, very frenetic, frenetic defense that the Toronto Raptors use Sixers did score 109 points. That's not a bad number, but when you give up 119 and the 50% over the, from the field, 43, making 16 threes, you turn the ball over, allowing 21 points. The ball needs to move around a little bit to find not only the good shots, but to the greater shots, the better shots, uh, to make the defense, again, continue to extend themselves a bit, throw, keep them off track. What were your thoughts on the ball movement? tonight last night for the 76ers I mean I thought it was horrible I mean you know it, it's funny because you know and it, it's one of those examples where it, well, it was really disappointing too it's one of those examples where the Sixers fool us 
And what I mean by that is when they went up against the Indiana Pacers after having horrible ball movement, um, after having horrible ball movement against other teams, it was one of those things where they come out and they look great, right? Well, now they go up against a, a varsity team again, and then all of a sudden they revert back to doing the same thing. And you look at it, you know, DeAnthony Melton got his, but they had four look people. He looked good, but they had four people who scored 84.4% of the points, which is crazy because you got you had James Harden with 18, you had Joel and Tyrese Maxey with 31 each, and then you had um you had uh Anthony um, Melton with with 12. But then you look at Tobias Harris. You know, here's a guy who had 14 shots the last game, and he only has five this one. You know, P.J. Tucker, yeah, he was open. They found him, but he struggled. So if you take Melton off of there, the bench guys did nothing again. So it to me, it was it was bad. And and I know people say James was ball um, was dominant with the ball, but it just seemed like they were playing buddy ball or the best players were just able to get the ball and then just playing one on five at times. I mean, at times it seemed that way. Now, don't get me wrong. Maxi would kick it out to somebody. But at the most part, it wasn't really a lot of sharing of the ball tonight. And it just looked bad to me. Yeah, not 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 great. Uh, I, really, the first quarter, uh, that was a little more glaring. Uh, the rest of the way, it was pretty even for the remainder of the game. And I, I thought that as they found themselves in, in that position and found themselves uh, back into it, the ball did. They recognized it, especially when they went. And I don't know if you know, I'm sure you noticed it, and I'm sure the listeners and the viewers did notice it also. Uh, when they had the three-guard lineup there uh, in, the, in the end of the game before MB came in, where mm-hmm. Melton, Harden, and Maxi were on the floor for a good majority of the fourth quarter. Maxi played the entire 12 minutes. Uh, Melton played... Um, let me see here. Melton played in the fourth quarter. He played nine minutes and 56 seconds where Harden played 638. But while they were out there together, Keith, when you talk about the ball movement, they were fast. They were moving. They were kicking the ball ahead, getting out there in the open floor, trying to trying to make something happen. And they look pretty good like that. So uh, Maxie is unselfish when he does pass the ball. Oftentimes he doesn't really pass the ball. He just goes right. He's beeline. Go get it, which he's good at. Melton was certainly passed the ball, but he is encouraged to shoot. And we know about James Harden, but I thought that that was one of the better lineups that did look to move the basketball. P.J. Tucker was the five. Tobias Harris was the four. That lineup was pretty good. And I wouldn't be surprised as we know that Doc Rivers wouldn't mind going small ball from time to time, that he does that, especially when they play so small all the time with that versatility where the biggest man is probably six, nine on the floor at all times. You could probably get away with Tobias and P.J. Tucker is technically your front court players while the other three guards are out there moving when you know that Tucker, Melton, and at least Harris will give an effort on defense to try to slow down those athletic wings that the Toronto Raptors have. And you're right. They got to find ways to get Tobias Harris some more shots when, you know, you clearly see that in the game he doesn't have it going because he's not touching the rock enough. Only five shot attempts on the guy who averages double digits uh, field goals on this basketball team. That's not that's not something that 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 you want to see in a big game like this where he's the only starter that does not shoot from both teams 
that does not shoot uh, have five, have uh, double digit attempts from the field. So they definitely have to worry about that. Check out the film on the day off and and figure out why it was that way. And I I, I won't say it was buddy ball as much as you might. I, they tried to run everything through and be like they do in the ball, but guys were just going immediately trying to get a shot. And I also think it's because they felt like they were a little uncomfortable, Keith, in, in running their stuff against that defense where it was going to take so much out of them. As I said, they worked too hard to get their baskets. They worked too hard. Yeah, yeah. Maybe buddy ball is a bad one, but it was more like hero ball to me at times. You know, guys were trying. trailing the entire time. <laughs> yeah, they was doing too much, and that's why – you know, they was getting these turnovers and taking them doing pick sixes, going the other way for a layup. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it happened like four times. Doc Rivers but, called it just that, too. He called yeah. it pick sixes, yeah. Pick sixes. Now, now here's the thing. Um, you know, when, when it comes down to, uh, the, you know, the Sixers, uh, you know, like, like Tobias, again, he needs to get more shots. You know, they need to do other things. But it, it just seems as if, like, got certain guys can't get rhythm now the one thing that got me was is it just me but there was a point in that game joel came back in with two something left in the game that was that fourth quarter i was talking about yeah you're talking about but the problem is it's like they kind of lost a little bit of momentum if we're going to be real because it looked like to me like that lineup like you said was pretty good but you gotta play them but then it was like Oh, they lost momentum. Then they ended up losing by 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they just lost it. I mean, it's like that small ball lineup right now might be the best lineup they have. Uh, I'll look and see uh, when he came back into the game. And B checked in at four Melton at 204. The, the score was 113-104. So they were still down nine. Yeah. But they were, they were playing a fast-paced type of – type of game they got it to 106 98 they cut it to eight points there they cut it to eight points again at 109 101 after a maxi three-pointer and that's as far as they could get but they were playing well they needed to bring him back in the game you have to and it was just the defense on the other end needed to get the stops because every time the Sixers would score pj tucker hit a three to make it 112, 104. Um, they go the other way, and Fred Van Vliet now is making two free throws to extend it. And you come back, and and B gets a layup. It's ten again, and you know a step back three is missed, but Harden gets his uh, three late. But it, it didn't matter. Every time they scored, Toronto would match it. So defensively, you got to slow them down. You are trying to gain momentum. Got to find a way. Got to find a way to slow down the opposition. Got to find a way. All right. Final segment on the other side. We come back. We dive into Doc Rivers. A lot of people, of course, Sixer fans, we pay attention to social media. You speak with them, Keith, via email and social media. I speak them. I speak to them live on the phones. And a lot of people after the game were really frustrated. And I tell you right now, I had an hour and a half of a show after the game. A majority of the phone calls were about Doc Rivers no longer needing to be the Sixers head coach. So we'll talk about that on the other side, right or wrong. We'll talk about it next. Locked on 76ers.
Welcome back. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens. That's Keith Pompey. Keith, Doc Rivers. Um, a lot of folks talked about after last season, they didn't want him here any longer after the playoffs. Going into this year, they were willing to give him a chance again, looking at the team, liking what they did in the offseason, put this uh, depth together behind the starting unit, and Doc Rivers will figure it all out. All he has to do is now get them past the second round into the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly to the NBA Finals. But after five, as we've mentioned, the record is at one and four. Sixer fans are not happy. Um, reactionary, sure. But they've had now two years plus these games to evaluate the head coach, figure out if they like him or not. And Keith, they are not happy with the head coach here in town. Yeah, You know what? I think people need to give it a little bit of a... Um have a little bit of patience. I mean, give him a lot. He needs a longer rope, so to speak. Um, here's the thing with this. So Doc Rivers didn't assemble this team, right? So right now you look at it and Did he have had, input though. Huh? Did he have input though? I mean, he did, but at the same time, he he ain't he's not the president. What like here's my deal. Like, this team is Houston Southeast or Northeast. Like, come on, bro. It's like what can we say, right? It is. So you look at it right now. You got Daniel House who's struggling from three. He's shooting 22.2% on the season on threes. You have P.J. Tucker, in my opinion, who's playing out of position. They got him playing the three, and he's just getting torched by these, these athletic young guards, right, or wings. Um, I think that Right now, you got to do the maturation the pro, uh, with Harden and Embiid because, you know, Harden, what they want him is they want him to feed the post. He does it sometimes, but for the most part, it's dribble, 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 right? So, and again, it's not a knocking. That's the way he plays. But it's like you, you got all these guys, newcomers playing, and the only one who's not really struggling is DeAnthony Melton. You know what I mean? So I think when you talk about that, it's one of those things where you got to get a guy time, and 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 you know what? How, if they, how much? How much time? See, I, I don't. Uh, I, I I don't think firing a guy after five games or or seven games. I agree. Is, yeah, like I mean, if they if this team is, I hate to put a number on it, but if they're like two and thirteen or something like that. But then maybe you know that's when you you so do conversation. Yeah, yeah, sometimes like like the, the thing is right now you look at this team, and we all talked about this going to be a tough stretch. Now I know you you expected them to do better than I did, but I didn't expect them to come off of this trip with any more than than two victories. You know what I mean? Two or three victories. That's it, right? Like at best, I said they're going to go three and four the first seven games. Yeah. Now, not at best. Now, the problem is right about now, after that, you got a away game against uh, Washington and then you have a home. In the past, you would always say, oh, oh, they'll get them until you realize they always lose to Washington. Right. Especially down in Washington. And then you got Bradley Bill, who's like an electric scorer. So I expect him if the Sixers win or lose, I still expect Bradley Bill to light them up. They got to clean up the defense, and he's in charge of it, and he needs to uh, get this thing together, right the ship, 
and 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 figure out why they are performing at the level. And, and again, two words that I mentioned at the top of this uh, podcast is he mentioned in the post game during this press conference while you were there, effort and energy. Effort and energy. That's the coach. a lot of times. A lot of times the players start to tune out the head coach, and they're not, you know, doing what they need to do. Uh, part of it is because they're not really bringing in what the coach is delivering and believing in what he's preaching. And um, you hope that they're not at the point already where they are just ignoring what the head coach is 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 uh, is trying to sell for this basketball team. So uh, I too, I'm like you. I've had those calls. Uh, had those tweets come my way and I'm like, give, give them a little more time, especially after the first four games, three at home and the one loss on the road to the Boston Celtics. I'm like, give them some time on this road trip, see where things are. I expect them to be better a little bit in, in, in these four games to Toronto, Chicago, and then Washington off to a bad start. Clearly with this uh, loss to, to the Toronto Raptors in, in game number one. So, yeah, I mean, you know it. And even when you start looking at you talk about when you do these these uh reads that you have, Las Vegas already has him at the t- right now has him at the top as the first coach dismissed from his job based on his work with this team. So it's not just us talking about it. It's it there are other people discussing it and we had to when you talk about one in four People, oh, it's too early. Yeah, it is probably too early. But guess what? That's the nature of the business. And we don't know uh, how things will play out if things get uglier than what they are. They have another game on Friday in Toronto. It's not going to be easy. They're going to be very confident after this performance tonight, last night, in their victory 119-109 over the 76ers. So they need to come back and respond strong in this one. And then on the second night, on that Saturday night, it's a back-to-back as they travel to Chicago to take on the Bulls team. That is um, not a bad squad right now at three and two, two and one at home after they defeated the Indiana Pacers last night. So, yeah, Keith, they, they need to figure it out. Doc Coach Doc Rivers is the head coach, and you do have leaders, but you need to figure it out um, and figure it out fast so it doesn't get away from you. I know it's early, but you can't allow it uh, to get away from you this early in the season where these questions start to pop up. Okay. I hear you. Yep. Well, listen, man, appreciate you checking in from Toronto. Thank you everybody for making locked on 76 is your first listen for your next check out the locked on sports today podcast. The bigger the stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps and the take of the day available in the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you mind telling the folks though where they can get us overall with our our work you can get wherever you get your podcast you can get this locked on 76ers podcast um but when you go to youtube make sure you click on the liberty bell and you become an, uh, one of our um new newest subscribers also you can follow my man d tonight on the divine giving show from 10 30 to midnight you can also follow my man on twitter at divine g975 and you can follow me in the Philadelphia Inquirer, or you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixes. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's a tough one. One in four is not what many of us expected, but here they are after five. They'll jump right back at it once again against the Raptors on Friday. But before then, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. 
uh, and kind of preview the game uh, of what we see from the Sixers going into that game on Friday night. Keith, have a great one, man. And uh, we'll keep reading your things, reading your stories, theinquire.com. And uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Thank you. You got it.